0: You are about to experience a message from South Lake Church, a church who gathers together ten thirty a.m. Sunday mornings at Hometown Heroes Park in League City, Texas. And here at South Lake, it's about relationships with Jesus, and we do this as we engage, grow, and share Jesus in our community relationships. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Stay up to date with all that's happening here at South Lake. So, has anybody ever been on a camping trip before? Yeah? Anybody been on a hike outside, outdoors? Yeah, I have. Is it easy to get lost where you don't know where you're going? Yeah. No? How come, fellow? You never get lost? How come? What's so... There's a path. So, if somebody lays a path, you can follow it other things that we can use and have when we go on a journey. What's this? A map of the United States. It's a map of the United States. So we can use maps. So we don't where we're going. We can look at things on paper and follow away. Julia, you got another one? What else? A compass. A compass. That's right. And what does a compass do? A do you remember points? points to north. A compass helps you know where north is. No matter where you're walking, where your direction is, it keeps it together. Awesome job. For those who are close, what is this picture of? Stars. For many people, at night, the best way to find a way is to use the stars to help guide them and show them the way. Now, these are great things that we can use when we're on a hike in the woods, out by ourselves, or in the wilderness. Is that the only journeys we go on in life? No, there's other decisions and things we have to make. Now, I haven't been in elementary school in a while. I'm pretty sure at the moment, kids don't decide all the classes they take yet in elementary school. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. Somebody has to tell them, you're taking these classes, here's your teacher. But in junior high and high school, what starts to happen? You <laughs> will, Bobby, I promise, you'll know eventually. You get to start picking some of your classes. This journey, this life you're going on, you get to have some direction. Now, do we have counselors that help us guide us and give us ideas where to go? Yes. When you get to college, it's really fun because it's up to you to figure out your path. And as we know from some of our friends, they take more than six to seven years to get that bachelor. And when we Tommy Tommy boy, we're reminded that that's normally a doctor. People have different routes and ways they go through life. But also there's other things you have to decide, right? More important life issues that might come up, relationship things. You need guidance and help from other people. Oh, the mic went out? Well, this is why we all work together. As my mom said, I'm a very special boy. So here we go. So we got the mics here. And so there's different kind of life decisions that we make on our journey that we might not know where we're going, but we seek help. And when we're traveling, do we like to ask for directions? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to say it online, the answer of who says yes, who says no. The point being that you can, on, on your road of life, ask for help. I believe it's more fun to try to figure out on your own, even if it takes twice as long. It's part of the journey. Thing in our world and our lives, there's all kinds of things that affect it, right? And I'm talking now just relationships and people, but there's things that are happening, things that are said on TV, right? So, how do we vote for a lot of people? They watch TV, and based on the channel they watch, those are the opinions they hold. Let's, let's be honest there for a second, Facebook, because I love my father. Every time he posts one of these fake stories and resends it, I have to tell him, Dad, double-check it before you post it. It doesn't exist. And, but this is how people get guidance. On this journey of our life, there's different ways we seek help. But unfortunately, our culture isn't always the best people to get it from. The majority of people is not always the best people to find advice and guidance from. Even if the collected good thinks it's the best thing, doesn't mean it actually is. So the question for us, when we're blind and dark to what's happening in our culture, what helps us guide our path? What is that compass? What points north? Well, our reading today is the wise men. Last week I promised we talk more about this and how the wise men came and worshiped Jesus. So who are they? So if you have your bulletins out, you can look at our reading. Again, if you have the app, you can actually follow along and see some of the other text I'll bring up. And so we have these wise men. And what I shared last week is that the word wise men is not the actual word there. It's magi. It actually says that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, during the reign of King Herod, and at that time some magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem. Has anybody heard the word magi before? Maybe once or twice? Magi, for us, that's a Greek word, is similar to an English word that has more than four letters of M A G I. Anybody want to take a guess what English word that comes from? So you can say it out loud. Magic? Magician? Yes. Same word you see here. So who are these guys? Well, it says here... And when, uh, when we saw, they come to Jerusalem, they say, we saw his star as it rose, and we come to worship him. These are individuals looking in the sky to divine God's will what's happening and saw something. They could be astronomers. There's a good chance they're astrologers. They're trying to use the symbols in the sky as a compass to figure out God's divine path. Think about that for a second. Now, it's kind of weird as Christians to think the idea that we got magicians and people using astrology to come visit Jesus. These are the people who saw something in the sky. We don't know what. But it made them go looking for a king. And they have now traveled from the east exactly where we don't know. And they've come to King here to say, hey, we saw this in the night sky. We've traveled a long distance because this sign pointed to a king. Where is he? And now all of the Herod's palace, they were scared, they were worried what's going on, and they came together, and Herod's asking, what are they talking about? What king? And they go, well, the prophet said there'd be a a Messiah, a Christ, born in Bethlehem. And this actually comes from Micah chapter 5, starting in verse 2. ever wonder how the New Testament and Old Testament work together in Micah chapter 2 but you O Bethlehem Ephrathah are only a small village of all the people in Judah yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the distant past will come for you on your behalf so these magi these wise men wise guys show up because of something they saw in the sky that said you need the journey for a king here and all these people are like, well, we need a guide because we don't know what's going on. So they go back to the scriptures. Well, the guide points to Bethlehem. And so then the wise men go off to Bethlehem. And what's so special with this story is somehow way, a star appears and really guides them to the house. We have no idea what that means. A star can be just a light. So exactly what's happening, we don't know. But something's happening, giving light for these wise men to guide them to find Jesus. And so when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house, saw a child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. They opened their treasure chest and they gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. One of the questions from last week was, what are these gifts? Why are they giving them to him? Now, the actual why, again, we don't know. But what's interesting about these gifts is gold is typically a gift you give to a king. as a way of saying, I am under you, I respect you. Frankincense, a type of incense, is burned up for idol worship, for God worship. But the myrrh is on special resin. Everybody remember from last week what it was used for? Embalming for death. And again, myrrh will come up again in the Gospels when they talk about burying Jesus. These are the three things that these magi, wise guys, wise men, bring to Jesus. Now I look at it as it it looks towards his being kingly, it looks at him being godly, but also points to his death as well. Do I think the wise men understood that? I don't. Actually, the better answer is, I don't know. But what's interesting when we look at the whole story of Jesus, how everything comes together, at the very beginning, we see him as a king, a God, and a man who would die for us. I want to make sure we look at one last point today in our reading. They entered the house, they saw the child of his mother Mary, and they what? Anybody want to read that out loud, loud and proud? Want to read what those next few words say? Hobby, you got it? All right, come up here. You ready to read it up here? All right. So, they bowed down and worshiped him. They bowed down and worshiped him. Unfortunately, there'll be people who say that people didn't worship Jesus, didn't respect him and recognize him. At the very beginning of his life, already we see people bowing down and giving worship to Jesus. These aren't Christians. These most likely aren't Jewish people. Yet because of the signs that God used with his creation, they were there to worship the king. Jesus. And this is a reminder for all of us in our lives and things that are going on. We're that true guide that north, where north is, that Julia brought up with the compass. It points back to that baby Jesus. The other uh, verses that are in, On the app, we use this from John chapter 8. In this section, I'm just going to read this out loud for you. This is why we're talking about this. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. In Jesus' ministry, he will go on to make a point of who he is. He is a true north like a compass. He is that star that leads the wise men. He's the one who those who follow leads to life. Now about you, that's some good news to hear, that God actually sends that in our lives to follow and be there. Because a lot of times we ask the question, what are we supposed to do? And the answer is just follow Jesus. And we say that not just because he was a wise man, wise teacher, which can happen. We don't say that because, well, it's 2,000-year-old book, so it must be true, or don't ask questions. We share this because we believe God came down to be with us. That's the Christmas story. We believe that God lived with us, lived with his people. He loved on them, so much so that he died for them and gave his life. And as Christians, we might say that story again and again and again, but why? Because it's a story that we need to hear again and again and again. That's the story that, light, that lights the way. That's the story that guides our path. In a world full of darkness, in a world full of all kinds of obstacles that get in our way, it might be our health, it might be our family member's health, it might be somebody trying to get an education right now, trying to pass exams, it might be trying to figure out if you have enough money to pay the bills this week or pay the rent. When these things come all around us, it's easy to get lost. And we search for other ways to guide us and to support us. We try to find true north without the actual compass. And we're reminded here today with the wise men, we're reminded today of Jesus, he is that light. When we follow him, he's the one who guides us. So my encouragement here today, here at Southlake, is that we engage, grow, and share as we come together for worship, as we come together with all the other events, the focus on this star, Jesus, that his light, his life, helps us, encourages guides us to a life ever after. And we do this as we meet together. We grow in that. We understand that. Because here's the thing. None of us truly get it all the time. You know, technically, none of us will ever actually get it. But when we do this together I'm going to just call them out because I haven't done it in a while. When I'm in a Bible study with Jim Arbony and actually says something, you're like, wow, I need to remember that for Sunday. This is what happens when we grow together. And it's great to grow. It's great to do this with the Lord. But if we're not taking time to share it with one another, we're missing the point. Because this is not a light meant to be held by us, but shared with others. So that's why I asked when we started worship today, have you talked to someone this week just to share joy with them? My encouragement this week is to try that again. As the wise men felt joy seeing Mary, when you see somebody this week, ask them, do they feel joy? What's going on? How's your life today? Just ask them. You're not there to tell them anything. You're not there to try like, oh, come to South Lake. Simply just ask them, what brings joy? It'd be amazing what the light guides in that conversation. Because in the end, it's about relationships with Jesus. And we do that together as we engage, grow, and share as Southlake together. Amen. Thank you for taking time to hear a message from Southlake Church. And as we engage, grow, and share Jesus together, make sure to click subscribe on your favorite player. Way to stay up to date, that's all happening here at Southlake Church, here in League City, Texas.